hello, hello, and welcome back to my podcast, Release It, where our motto is letting go of things that hold you back. So just to have a recap of what we talked about from the last episode, we were talking about spiritual and moral injury. And so basically we said that it dealt with your values, your beliefs, um, spiritual, spiritual beliefs. So now I want to get into the facilitator's guide that um, I have to go with the little workbooks that I did create. And in this, this is considered to be as a group study that you can have no more than eight individuals in the group. You can have two facilitators, which is good because you can bounce ideas off of one another and really get into very deep, detailed um, conversations regarding the subject matters. So participants, uh, this is a focus group, as I said. Um, you can have, you know, various demographic, economic, and educational backgrounds in the group. Um, this section contains a few tips to help you facilitate this workshop effectively for them. Adjust the material and teaching to meet your unique needs and, and your audience that you're going to be speaking with. So the focus group objective. This workshop is intended to help soldiers or individuals who have had exposure to horrific or trauma in their life. It helps them to receive healing. However, it assumes that the participants have no prior knowledge of this content. The lessons in this focus group can profoundly impact a person's lives. Healing is a lifelong process of taking and pulling back layers of issues one by one. By taking learned information and implementing it and making it a part of one's life, individuals can move forward in their lives. So it's suggested that participants be reminded several times throughout the focus group that in order to receive complete healing, it will take patience and time. Make sure participants understand this day one, that it's a day-by-day process. And also, you're just facilitating. So you're not actually guiding, directing, telling them what to think or what to hear, but you're provoking thoughts. You're trying to get your participants to dig deep within themselves so then that way they pretty much lead your work group. Sessions should be one-hour sessions for up to eight to six to eight weeks. It just depends on how the sessions go. So some sections might be longer, some might be shorter. So you can kind of evaluate it, but don't go no more than an hour because a lot of times, um, you know, I know people have other things they have to do. Sometimes the the focus can get lost. Um, So the shorter to the point in and out is the best practice as far as working in your groups. In this facilitator's um, kit, what you would receive is uh, the facilitator guidebook, which I'm going to be going through on the podcast. You're going to get like a pre and post test because you want to know where your participants are in the beginning. And then once you get through all this, where they're going to be at at the end. And then there's a CD that uh, is a free download and it's called Traumatic Prayer. And so you're also going to get some worksheet handouts 
And then you're going to get at the end of the, the six lessons, there's a ritual that um, that you do that, that kind of brings everything full circle and kind of closes out um, all the work that you did and seals the deal. And so you'll have the ritual program that's already outlined and guided for you. So in this group setting, you may refer to yourself as the head coach. This approach is used because a coach is someone who is a part of a team, but has the role of coaching or guiding the team down the road to success. It is recommended to co-facilitate, like as, as I mentioned before, whenever you have two head coaches, for example, in a two-hour group session, one head coach guide leads and then the first section and then switches off with the other head coach for the second session. I recommend using, whenever possible, team coaches or group guides. Assign a facilitator or one member from the group as a team coach or guide. Choose someone who will perform this task well. The team coaches or group guides will help their teams complete group activities and encourage other team members. Learning comes most easily when it comes from your peers. Now that we cover some of the, I guess, the housekeeping at the beginning of before you start your session, I want to um, give you some things to think about or to do for setting up for your session. You want to have the your session's objectives. Discuss with the group facilitators the importance of the setting, who, what, when, and where. Go over what is expected of the group and what the group can expect. Go over pre- and post-test questionnaires for the participants. Inform group that there are six sessions or eight. Discuss the ritual at the end of the session. The group facilitator decides the following. Where to meet, what day and what time, how often to meet, one time per week, twice per week. The decision to go twice per week determines the factor if you extend the topic to a two-day instead of a one-day that week. How many people should you have in the group, which we had already discussed be before? Probably eight. I mean, you could probably squeeze in 10, 12 at the max. Only if you're having two facilitators to control and manage the group. You want to make sure that it's not overcrowded so everyone will have a baby be able to participate and not hide in the group because there's so many people talking they can slip through the crack and never be heard the program focuses focuses on gathering together people who suffer from trauma the function of this group is to gather people together to learn new techniques to help them alleviate their symptoms from traumatic experiences such as heightened anxiety depression flashbacks avoidance etc which will be done through meditation and psychoeducation. Confidentiality is very important. Whoever you're working with, you want to be able to guarantee that you can give confidentiality because whatever is in the group needs to stay in the group. Unless one of the members talks to you, they want you to talk to maybe if they have a spouse that's trying to understand what's going on with them, but you have to have their permission. Other than that, Confidentiality is very important because that's how you you gain trust with your group members. It's important that everyone in your group learns about and participates in prayer and pray. How are some ideas? Here are some ideas to help 
get people comfortable with prayer. Ask different members to lead the opening and closing of prayer. Have the group write out their prayer during one of the sessions. Have the group pray in pairs, triads, or quads, and give them a topic to pray about in their particular group. Spend some time in silent prayer listening for God's direction. Journal prayer requests so you can track answered prayers. So it is a spiritual-based program. Everyone has their own faith, their own belief. You as a facilitator, you will lead this the way that your faith is, your spiritual direction is for the group. But you want to be able to make sure that everyone is able to participate in some type of way because that allows them to open up, that allows them to have that that free uh, space of feeling safe to be able to share. And a lot of times, prayer meditation kind of takes some of that tension out of the room. Um, you know, you're putting your your power, your strength in a in a higher being, whatever that might be to that individual or even to you. But no one is to judge anyone. Um, it's pretty much a um, like I said a participant-led group. So you want to weigh out who your audience is. Some people might have a problem with prayer, and then you can leave that part out. Some people might welcome the prayer. So I I just encourage you to um, fill out your group, know who you're working with. So with that being said, um, we can go ahead on and kind of start talking about and setting up what you would do for your first session of the group. So one thing you would make sure you go over the terms, the moral or spiritual injury, so they can have a better understanding of their own injury, be able to connect past experiences to current experiences. You want to do a brief introduction, name, uh, what what is it that they're looking for in the group? Talk about the pre and post questionnaire, maybe hand it out and during that section, explain what it's for. The discussion should be about life issues, physical, tangible issues, emotional issues, social issues, family issues. And spiritual and moral, moral issues. I would probably use like a whiteboard and start writing out some of these things that everybody is throwing out because a lot of times when other people start seeing it on that board, then they be like, wow, you know what? I think I got an issue with that too. And so it just, it keeps the, it keeps it in the forefront of the group so you don't forget. And then you can hit on key points on some of the things that they even brought up. So you're going to go over the lesson and begin to ask each individual the question as are the two terms the same, or do they have a different meaning? Speaking of spiritual injury and moral injury, just go around the group, encourage responses from the group members to create discussion. Give examples of moral belief from experience and give examples of spiritual belief from experience. Pre- create a chart, label it one side, moral beliefs, the other side, spiritual beliefs, and then just compare it. And then when you... um. In their workbook on page 39, it's a circle, a full circle. It starts from your conception and it goes down around in your life. And then have the the group to go look at this section and mark on that section 
where they where they fit in that circle. And then by the time when it's done with the last section, you would go back to that particular chart and then have them to say whether they feel that they are at that point. This would be a good measurement. This is very measurable. So you can see where the people are. You don't have to do any guessworking with it. The key point of the first session is basically an introduction, getting out some ground rules, setting the rules. And the main thing that you're going to do in this one section is you're going to help the participants to define values, views, and habits, assess their values and views and habits. And that concludes what you're going to do in the first section. And this that was the first part of the facilitator's guide to help you set your workshop up for success. And so, like I said, in the workbook, their first page is going to be defining moral and spiritual injury. So you just want to have a lot of discussions, give some examples, ask the participants, do they have any examples? What is their opinion about the two terms? If they're the same, if they're different, no one is incorrect. So there is no wrong answer. And so, um, like I said, with that being said, um, I just wanted to hurry and get this second episode out so we can go over the facilitator's guide, go over a little bit about what we're going to be doing. And that, that was lesson one in the workbook. And so I just want to thank you for joining this podcast and coming back and checking me out. And I just want to close in prayer, you know, for whoever turns to this podcast and hears this podcast, I pray that God will help you in some way, either in your own circumstances or in someone else's circumstance. So I just pray the peace of God over your life. And I pray that God opens up doors for you and that God will just really speak to you direct as you go through this journey with me on this podcast. And thank you. Thank you. And good night.